Welcome to the Sageness Podcast, kings and queens. I'm your host. My name is Leilani. For today's episode, if you have been listening to the previous episodes, we are going to be continuing our habit series, and this is part three. And we are going to be talking about the emotional process of changing a habit. Now, like I've stated before, I am not a professional. When I talk about these topics, I do a little bit of research on them and I combine that research with things that I've gone through in my journey. But if you are suffering from anything emotional or physical or anything like that, my suggestion is that you always seek professional help. Um, I just simply get on here and I talk about things that I've gone through in my journey that people have talked to me about in their journeys. And I just talk about it. I talk about the process. I've talked about what I've discovered because that's something that I feel a lot of people do not talk about, you know, the emotional aspects of things that they go through. Um, you know, when you're on a journey, there's so much that we go through in life and there's so many things that we don't understand about ourselves or others. And sometimes we feel like we're going through these things on our own when no, you'd be surprised how many people are going through exactly what you're going through. So that is the purpose of my podcast is just to shine light on emotional aspects and um, just to shine light on topics that we sometimes don't realize that other people go through. Um, when they're trying to do something in their life or accomplish something. And so that is the purpose of it. But like I said, if if you are suffering from something emotionally, emotionally or mentally, um, I advise you to seek expert help and an expert opinion, a professional opinion. Um, so with that being said, we are talking about the emotional process of habits and One thing that I realized while implementing my habit change, and that is from the book that I read once again from Mel Robbins. I talked, I've been talking about this book a lot because this book I read it um, close to the beginning of this year and um, just the information that she has in this book. She's, She's such a powerful speaker. If any of you don't know who she is, you should look her up. She is like one of the top female speakers in the world. And after reading this book, I see why. But the book is called The Five Second Rule. And one of the things that she says in there is you're never going to feel like it. When we are trying to accomplish something, when we're trying to change a habit, sometimes the thing that holds us back is the fact that we're never gonna, we we don't feel like it. We honestly don't feel like getting up and doing that laundry. We don't feel like getting up and writing that book report. We just don't feel like doing it. And the thing about it that I found when you're trying to change a habit, number one, you have to want to do it but you also have to realize you're never going to want to do it. And the way to balance that out is to realize your will and your want for that change has to be stronger than the feelings you generate surrounding that change. Um, those feelings of, I don't want to do it. I, I, it stresses me out. I don't feel like it today. Your want to do it has to outweigh that feeling. 
One of the things I always tell myself when I'm trying to accomplish something is if not now, then when? When are you going to do it? When are you going to make the choice to do it? Um, because the truth of the matter you, is you you may never feel like doing it. And I talked about this in the previous episode, the first episode, I believe, uh, about habits is you're never going to feel like doing it. Ask yourself the question, when is a good time to change a habit? Have you ever asked yourself that question? And if so, what was your answer? If I was asked this question six years ago, my answer would have been one or two things. When the time is right or when I feel like it. If you ask me that question now, my answer would be, I may never feel like it. So the time is now. And if you have asked yourself that question and your answer is similar to mine, where you say, when I feel like it, like I said before, at the top of the episode, you're never going to feel like doing certain things. You just never are because they're stressful for whatever reason. For me, it's because it's stressful. Um, I notice about myself a lot that when I'm doing something or getting ready to do something or having to do something that causes me stress or don't want to do it, I will often, especially in the past, find everything else to do but that. I'll go watch. I'll be like, oh, I got to go binge watch the show because everybody else is binge watching it. Or I got to do this. I got to do that. Whatever it was I could think of to do aside from that thing. And so one of the most powerful things for myself was when I heard what Mel Robbins said, you're never going to feel like it. I realized like, yeah, if I never feel like it, when would I ever do it? And the answer was I would never do it. Right. And that's how most of us are. We would never do it if we don't feel like it. So sometimes just realizing the emotion around that, that process. And when you realize it, For me, I have something that I tell myself constantly. Like I said, it's almost like an affirmation. When I have to do something, the first thing I tell myself is, you're never going to feel like doing it. So that kind of triggers that process of me saying, okay, I'm never going to feel like doing it. So am I going to let this sit over my head for however long it's going to sit over my head? Or am I going to just get out there and deal with it and do it, right? So... One of the top things I noticed about myself is when I am stressed, like I said before, or when I'm worried about something, some of my bad habits start to slowly reappear. An example I could use is when I don't work out. Um, There's days where I go to bed late because I'm scrolling on my phone, which is one of my bad habits that I am slowly trying to get rid of. And then I wake up late or I wake up on time. My alarm goes off and I what? I don't feel like going to the gym because I stayed up all night scrolling on freaking Instagram or Facebook or whatever my social media platform of choice is at that time. So when I don't work out, I make really bad decisions food wise. I make really bad decisions throughout my day. I'm cranky. I'm tired. I'm already not a morning person. And when I take that time to work out, it kind of sets the tone for my day. And so it kind of makes me a morning person, I guess I can say. Um, and I have the time to de-stress because I'm not a morning person. Getting up in the morning is really stressful for me, sadly. Um, <laughs> I have to do it every morning because I have to take my kids to school and I have to go to work. But it's really stressful for me. I, I hate morning routines. I hate getting up in the morning and having to do something. And for me, taking the time to get up and go to the gym is something that I choose to do. It's not something that I'm forced to do. It's not something that I have to do. Well, now I have to do it because I realize how much 
power it brings to my life when I do and how much control I have over the rest of my day. So I make the choice to make it a priority and make it the first thing I do in the morning. But um, like I was saying prior, when I don't go to the gym, when I don't work out, I make really bad food choices. I sit at home or if I go to work, I eat whatever I want. I'm not mindful because if I go to the gym, the first thing that pops in my mind is, if I eat this, like all the work I did in the gym is going to be for nothing. So then I choose not to eat it and I choose, I make better choices. And a big part of why that is, is because I feel bad. I feel guilty and sometimes mentally drained when I don't go to the gym. And that triggers me to make all these bad decisions throughout the day. So one of the things I've learned is to understand that. And I have to recognize that process and make a choice to deal with it, right? I have to recognize that emotional piece behind it. And there's days too, like when I'm stressed out the night before I go to bed, like I scroll on my phone because I'm stressed out or I'll end up staying up late at night watching TV because I'm stressed out and I just want something to take the stress away. So then it's a it's a domino effect. I, I stay up and I binge watch something or I'm watching a movie. I go to bed late. My alarm goes off. I don't get up. Or I choose to get up and I'm cranky. But on the days where I have bad mornings and I still go to the gym, I've salvaged my day. I've, I've had the chance to work out that emotion, to work out that stress in a more productive way. And then I go on throughout my day. But there are times when I say, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't feel like it. So I'm just not going to do it. And like I said, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. So I talked about in the first episode, a book that I read called Atomic Habits, and it's by James Clear. And he actually has a site that's dedicated to habits. And he breaks down a lot of little, there's a lot of good nuggets of information on there, um, actually. So when I was doing the research for this episode, I, I ran across his site and the site talks about five triggers that make new habits stick. And it talks about, I'm not going to go into huge detail, but if you guys want to go to the website, I will actually put the web, the link to the um, website in the show notes as well. But it's jamesclear.com. And there's a section in there that says the five triggers that make new habits stick. And in that piece of it, he talks about like the habits, the, the habit loop. And basically, there's four factors to the habit loop that helps us kind of control our habits. And those four factors are four, or he calls them cues. And those four cues are time. The second cue is location. The third cue is preceding events. The fourth cue is emotional state. So the fourth cue is kind of what I read up on because we're talking about the emotional process behind changing a habit. To me, each phase is important. And I think maybe I may just break off and do a fifth part to this and kind of talk about those cues a little bit that he talks about. Um, I haven't decided yet, but maybe I might do that. But each phase is important to me for building new habits. But I just really want to talk about Q4, which is phase four, because it's a common cue for bad habit. And and it does state that. It states that the emotional state is a common cue. It's a common issue that we have. It's a common cue 
that we go through that implements the bad habit. And in order to control that bad habit, especially if it's a bad habit that's emotionally inflicted, is to become consciously aware of the emotion once you start to experience it and pay attention to that emotion and the behaviors that follow the emotion. He says in there that if we pay attention to the behaviors that follow, it's powerful and it helps to build better habits. So like I said, with me in the gym, a good example of this is when you're stressed. If you're a stress eater, instead of being stressed and eating, when you realize your stress and start to reach for whatever it is you reach for, you have to pivot and decide, I'm going to take a walk instead. I know I when I get stressed, I am, I don't watch very much TV on the weekdays, but when I get stressed, I engage in so much. I will binge watch stuff like it's ridiculous. I'll binge watch stuff. I'll be on social media, just anything to take my mind off of what I'm stressed about. And I've learned to pick up on those cues. Just like I said, with the gym, I know that if I'm stressed and I don't go to the gym in the morning, I'm not going to have a good day. I'm not going to make good decisions. And then eventually at the end of the day, I'm going to feel like crap because I ate all this junk and I was cranky and I just wasn't happy. And when you are not in a state of mind that is conducive to your happiness, of course, you're stressed, right? And stress is something that doesn't go away. We all deal with it, but we have to like he said in this this website, we have to control the emotion around that habit. I think that's the biggest factor to changing a habit is to control your emotion around it. Because if you're able to do that, you are able to make that pivot in another direction to do something more positive with that stress as opposed to something that you know you're going to feel bad about later. You know, something I also do when I recognize that I am in a state of being stressed and I'm doing those things like binge watching stuff or not being productive because I know like for me when I'm stressed about something or worried about something I am not productive it is hard for me to be productive and um, so when I start to recognize that I implement my Mel Robbins five second rule and shift my activity to something more productive Um, And basically her five second rule, basically what it talks about is when you're trying to shift or pivot your mindset or or do something different, the best thing to do is to count backwards from five. And it helps. It really does. I actually implement that a lot with my kids when I try to get up, get them up in the morning. Um, You know, it, it helps. And so when I recognize it, like I said, I will implement that to make sure I'm pivoting and doing something more positive or I make sure I don't allow myself to like I said in the past like one of the things I've done is I don't bring my phone to bed like I just don't anymore um there are times when it does creep up in there because I just have had a hard day so I'm like I don't care my phone's coming to bed with me and I'm gonna scroll all night but there are times um, more often than not now I have learned that my phone cannot come in the bed with me after a certain point in time and I don't, I, I make the decision not to put the phone in the bed. And 90% of the time I get up and go to the gym. And so when I'm realizing that I'm stressed out, I, I, I'm kind of more on alert um, with that process. And I decide, 
you know, no, my phone can't come to bed with me at all. Or sometimes I just get off my phone altogether. I plug it up. I put it where I place it before I go to bed and I go do other things with myself just to keep from um, grabbing my phone. I know it's funny because I would find myself at night getting up to go to the bathroom and looking to grab my phone. But because my phone was not anywhere near my bed, I didn't do that anymore. And I used to do that in the past. I would scroll on the phone, leave it next to me, go like two hours later, I don't know, go to the bathroom, get up and start scrolling on my phone for like a good 20, 30 minutes and then be like, okay, I got to go to bed. And that's more time that I'm not getting sleep and more time that takes away from me possibly getting up in the morning. So when I recognize that I am feeling a certain way, like I said, I do things to interrupt the usual cycle that puts me on the path of that bad habit so that I don't go down that path. And the best advice I can give you or give anyone is if you fall back into old habits, do not, please, please do not beat yourself up about it. You have to remember these practices. The You have to remember these habits. It's a practice. These, these good habits we're trying to implement, it's a practice. And it's all part of your self-love journey. And just keep developing the practice and keep moving forward. We have to understand that some of these habits that we've had, we've had them for most of our lives. And some of the habits we have, we are just realizing that they're bad habits. Um, Sometimes it takes us a while, especially if it's something that we've been doing for long periods of time. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things when you're married that you realize just how many bad habits you have. Because when your spouse comes in and says, what in the heck are you doing? Like, don't do that. And you're like, what? I've been doing this all my life. Like, why is it a problem now? And you don't realize it's a habit. So then you have one of two decisions to make, one of two choices. Am I going to change this habit for the betterment of my marriage and to make my spouse happy? Or am I going to just keep doing what I'm doing? And sometimes we have to change that habit, right? To, to, to improve our marriage, to improve our relationship and to keep our spouse happy. Because I'm sure if you love your spouse, that's what you would want to do. And it's hard, especially when you don't realize it's a bad habit for so long and you're trying to change it. Sometimes we have to learn that some habits are particularly not good for us and not good for what we're trying to accomplish. So you can't beat yourself up about it. I consistently tell myself when I start to get discouraged about you know, things in my journey are habits that I'm trying to change. As one of the biggest ones was when I first went on my weight loss journey and I wasn't dropping any weight. I was getting really discouraged. I talked about in the other habit episode how I would step on the scale and I would be discouraged because I didn't lose weight. And one of the things I told myself that helped empower me is I didn't put on this weight overnight. So why did I expect that it would go away overnight? A lot of us have unrealistic expectations when we're trying to do something because it doesn't happen as fast as we want it to happen. But if you really sit down and think about it, well, how long have I been doing the habit that I'm trying to get rid of? How long did it take me to get to this point to develop this habit, right? It's a practice. A good or a bad habit is a practice that we implement in our lives and we learn to do or not to do. I want to share this quote by Wayne W. Dreyer, and it says, healthy habits are learned in the same way as unhealthy ones through practice. So with that being said, you have to be patient. 
be patient, be kind to yourself during the process. Understand your emotional outlook behind something. And when you start to feel those emotions that that put you into that bad habit, you just have to try to make a pivot in some way, somehow. And it could be the smallest thing. If you are a person that eats when you're stressed, like I said before, go for a walk and then come back and say, okay, well, I'm just going to have a snack. A hundred percent. I guarantee you, if you go for a walk, you're not going to want to eat that snack because you're going to feel like, you know, I went for a walk and I did this work. Why, why am I going to eat this snack? Or you might eat a snack and make a better snacking decision. Um, so be patient with yourself. Don't discredit your practice. When you are feeling the emotion behind these changes, acknowledge those emotions and honor them because we are allowed to have emotions surrounding our processes. We're allowed to have feelings surrounding things that we go through in life that we've done in life. But just remember that when you feel those emotions, you change your process and your habits surrounding that feeling. And you will see the power that you have to make a change in your life. And when you start to feel that empowerment surrounding change, you will start to change so much more in your life and you will start to become a much powerful person and you will be a force. So With that being said, kings and queens, I challenge you to keep working on whatever habit it is that you are trying to get rid of and keep working on the the practice of implementing the habit that you are trying to attain. You are allowed to feel, you are allowed to have emotion and it is okay. And just recognize that emotion and make a pivot to do something more positive with that emotion. So before I close, one of the things I want to try to remember to start doing, I don't do it, but if you look in the show notes, I do have my Instagram on there. And um, when I do episodes where um, I find a website and I kind of do research based off that website, I will try to remember to also put those things in my show notes. But if you want more content from me, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is saged, S-A-G-E-D underscore journey. And I, on my Instagram, I do more of, um, I post more of what I eat in a day. Um, I post more of my food. So if you are interested in that, please follow me on Instagram. I also do try to post episodes, um, that I am releasing our snippets. I don't do it all the time. I think my focus more on my Instagram ended up being, um, I thought, you know, I initially set up my Instagram for my podcast, but oddly enough, I don't do any podcast work on my Instagram. I do more, um, I do more of what I eat throughout the day. I post what I eat in a day. I post like, um, I post a breakfast meal prep a couple weeks ago or couple weeks back um, I'll post inspirational quotes that I find sometimes I will post those quotes and then end up making an episode around it so um, little things like that and um, until our next episode kings and queens keep growing keep loving and living your sageness